Big Ten Media Days are next week with produced training camp starting shortly after. Let's dive into the latest Boilermaker football on Gold and Black Radio. I'm Kyle Charters. Tom Deanhart and I will give our confidence picks as well, the positions we like the most and the least heading into camp. Tom coming up next, but first this. Designing and building since 1968, TNW has changed the way people think about construction. TNW's three-stage approach to designing and building is unmatched throughout the construction industry. Learn more about TNW's people, passion, and projects at TWDesignBuild.com. Experience unparalleled comfort, service, and cuisine at the Whitaker Inn. This Midwestern oasis is perfect for a relaxing staycation or weekend getaway. Escape from the ordinary at the Whitaker Inn. All right, Tom, a big week next week, Big Ten Media Day. Purdue will send its three representatives, along with the coach, Ryan Walters, the players, Hudson Card, Sanusi Kane, and TJ Sheffield. Uh, it'll be an interesting week for the Big Ten, certainly. I mean, I think the Northwestern news will take a, a, a lot of, of uh, the time, I would imagine, uh, and maybe, you know, expanding beyond that sort of hazing in general and how that has come back to light, at least uh, in the conference and then expansion and all of that. Uh, from a Purdue perspective, though, man, there are just a lot of unknowns about uh, what the Boilermakers will be in 2023. Yeah, you know, the whole new coaching staff, obviously, you got new schemes on both sides of the ball. You've got, I think it's 18 players from the portal who have been imported, of course, the freshmen. So, yeah, just a lot of new moving parts, um, again, from the staff and the roster that that uh, just create a lot of unknowns. And um, so, yeah, it's going to be fun to watch this thing come together, Kyle. We're going to get there real soon. August 1st will be the first day of training camp. And then, of course, September 2nd, Purdue takes the lid off the season and the Fresno State visits that renovated ross Stadium. So, yeah, just a kind of an exciting time uh, for Boilermaker fans here. Yeah, no doubt. Um, I think everybody's sort of intrigued on on what will happen this year. What do you think about the three guys that Purdue uh, is is sending to media day? Yeah, you got Hudson Card. I think you had to bring Hudson Card, right, the quarterback. And then you've got Sanusi Kane, the senior safety. Then you got fifth year senior receiver T.J. Sheffield. So again, Card doesn't surprise me um, to a degree. I guess Sanusi Kane and T.J. Sheffield do. I mean. I get it. They're, they're older players, uh, good representatives of the team. I think if you're in opposing media, you probably would like to talk to, I think, who's going to be the best player on defense, you know, the former Nick Carraway. Um, <clears throat> I know he's only going to be a true sophomore, but he could end up being the face of the defense. And yeah. uh, so I guess I was a little mildly surprised he wasn't part of the contingent. And then, of course, I know Garrett Miller's coming off the injury, but the tight end, um, Gosh, Kyle, I mean, he may be the best player on the team, period. Um, but, again, he didn't play at all last year. So, I understand that Kane will do a good job. He's a good spokesman, a good, solid player. Yeah. You know, T.J. Sheffield could end up being the best receiver on this uh, on this wideout core. Yeah, probably the guy with the most experience, right? And and maybe ultimately will be uh, the leading receiver uh, for the Boilermakers. He has shown flashes of that ability throughout his career, and it seems. What do you think will be the big topics, not just from a Purdue perspective, but uh, overall at Media Day next week? 
Yeah, you talked about the Northwestern situation. Hazing, I think, will be big. This will be the first time, I guess, the lead, the new commissioner will address the assembled Big Ten media, television contract, uh, uh, any other overarching things, expansion. Here comes USC and UCLA next year. Uh, those are probably some of the queries that that are posed to the new commissioner. And then, then the other new coaches, right? You got Ryan Walters, Matt Rule at Nebraska. That's going to be a big storyline. Kyle, is this the coach who finally does make Nebraska matter again? It seems like they cycle through these guys every four years. And then, uh, you know, Luke Fickle at Wisconsin, right? Yeah. Um, pretty big hire for the Badgers. Uh, a new offense up there as well. And I think lastly, you know, we always talk about Michigan and Ohio State, who's going to win the whole shooting match. But I think kind of a, a darling, if you will, is Penn State. A lot of people are high on Penn State. Thinking maybe this is James Franklin's best team yet, and maybe the Nittany Lions are the team that that wins that always competitive Big Ten East. Yeah, yeah, could be. Uh, I think those are probably the three teams that will be talked about the most, at least from that perspective. Uh, Purdue uh, bringing in a, a, an offensive lineman uh, this week, possibly adding perhaps one more player here before the fall. Maybe that will be the last player. Uh, before the fall, uh, an offensive lineman from Colorado. Do you think there's a chance Purdue adds another player? Yeah, right now, Austin Johnson is the Colorado offensive lineman, an interior guy, Kyle, a guard center. Um, I hear he's on campus. He had to finish up some academic work back in Boulder, but I hear he's on campus. Probably begin just kind of doing the informal workout stuff here shortly. Add more depth to the interior of that offensive line. And, uh, that offensive line, I think Austin Johnson will be, I want to say, transfer number six as far as offensive linemen goes. Just sort of show you the influx of new players to that offensive line unit this year. So that's definitely a position. It's always sort of a struggle at Purdue, right? You've watched this program for years like like myself and a lot of people listen to this. The offensive line seems like it's always a struggle. And boy, Purdue's you know really devoted a lot of portal resources to trying to make it better this year. So that certainly will be a position we all watch with a lot of interest here in August. Well, that will he put them at at eighty four, eighty five, eighty four, and that's right to your other question. I've got him at eighty four out of eighty five. I feel pretty confident that that number is accurate. And yes, Purdue's always going to kick the tires on on portal guys. There's there's not a lot in there right now. Purdue's always willing to add a player from the portal, even if even if it's at a position that, that's not a need position. They're always going to want to upgrade their roster. So, yeah, they're always going to be looking in the portal, and if nothing pops there, I think Brian Walters will just give that 85th scholarship to a, a current walk-on he thinks really deserves it. Yeah. Probably one more weekend here for guys to take unofficial visits really before uh, their high school season start in August. Uh, that will come up here. There's several who you expect to be on campus. What uh, basically that that last weekend of July? Yeah, about a four day window. I want to say the July 25th, 26th to the 31st. Players can take unofficial visits to schools, and then things sort of go quiet again after that, starting August 1st. And yeah, Ryan Montgomery, a big four star quarterback from Finley, Ohio, will be in West Lafayette. I think July 28th a real big-time prospect who Purdue's seen a couple times, and they're going to get him on campus and and have him look around. And then 
you know, 2024 tight end, a four-star kid who they've been ruling for a while, Travion Galloway, who took an official visit in June. He'll be back unofficially uh, on the 28th as well. Uh, at one point, he was committed to LSU. Uh, like Montgomery, he's a, he's a kid from Ohio who uh, who's drawn a lot of interest, and I think Purdue's sitting in a pretty good spot with him right now. So it's always good to get a player like that back on campus. And, you know, right now that 2024 class sits at 20 commitments for Purdue. I expect they're going to get at least one more in August, maybe two or three more. So that's something for people to keep on their radar uh, as we move into August. Uh, they, they could add a couple other guys to their current 2024 class. Yeah, it will be a pretty good uh, start, I think. Uh, maybe more than just a start for for this first recruiting class for Ryan Walters. Let's take a break. We'll come back. Let's with training camp here right around the corner. Let's give some confidence picks for Purdue positionally. We'll list them off. Most confident rooms we are uh, looking at in the to the to the least confident. Uh, we'll try to do that breaking it down a little bit here before training camp. Let's do that next on Golden Black Radio. On the far end of Main Street in downtown Lafayette, you'll find East End Grill, industrial and classic. The restaurant is built like a steakhouse, but handles like a bistro. East End Grill's menu includes creative starters, simple chopped salads, burgers, fresh fish, and steaks, and the signature shrimp and grits. The staff prepares every item from scratch and emphasizes simple meals that incorporate fresh, local, and seasonal ingredients. A warm and inviting dining room features a cozy bar that includes a great selection of craft beer, inspired cocktails, and a robust and expanding wine list. Whatever your entertainment needs are, a cocktail at the bar, dinner with family, or a special event in the private dining room, the energized and attentive staff is here for you. Eastern Grill in downtown Lafayette, welcome to our table. When it comes to land sales, it pays to have experts in your corner. AcrePro Midwest Farm Group is your local farmland specialist. With decades of experience in Indiana agriculture, no one knows the market better. Whether you're doing a 1031 exchange or simply buying and selling farmland, your local AcrePro agent will walk the land with you and ensure the deal is done right. Visit AcrePro.com or call 765-775-6502 and talk to your local land expert today. Again, 765-775-6502. At Purdue Federal Credit Union, it's about a relationship. A relationship that goes where you go, wherever you are in life. A relationship that's committed to free financial wellness resources, lower fees, and innovative digital banking solutions. Because we believe in people helping people. Let's build your financial future together. Purdue Federal Credit Union, your trusted financial partner for life. Federally insured by NCUA. All right, Tom, training camp is right around the corner. Let's give our confidence picks for Purdue positionally as as the Boilermakers head into those practices. I am sure things will change between uh, what we say now and that opener against Fresno, but let's give our thoughts here on the Boilermakers as they stand on the eve of training camp. So let's take this nine positions, basically, uh, for Purdue. Uh, So let's list these off one through nine, each of us, from the rooms we have the most confidence in to the rooms we have the least confidence in right now. So let's start with you, Tom. (laughs) Give me your your number one. Uh, Who are you most confident in uh, as a position group right now? I'm going to say tight end. That tight end room I like a lot with Garrett Miller coming off the knee injury that cost him all of last year. Word is he's healthy and ready to go. 
a very top-level NFL prospect, Kyle. And then you've got Paul Pafferi behind him, another proven commodity. And I think you have a real rising talent in Max Clare, a redshirt freshman. And then Drew Bibber as well, a redshirt sophomore. I think he's ready to make a move. So I really like that tight end room a lot. Yeah, we did not discuss these beforehand. I also have tight end at number one. I, I, I think that you know, it's interesting you lose a tight end, your top tight end to the draft and paying yeah. and he's a good, good player, but you keep that position. I think it tells you uh, a lot about uh, Garrett Miller, but also Peferi too. I mean, he has done a lot of work over the years, showed early on after that switch from, from quarterback that maybe he had a future playing tight end. Perhaps he takes as sort of the number two guy this year a significant step forward. Uh, your number two, who you got there? I got running back. I like Devin Mockaby coming back off that sensational debut. I think Tyrone Tracy moving from wide receiver to running back. I think he's going to have a real big impact as well, running and catching the ball. Remember, Mockaby is a good catcher of the ball as well. And then Dylan Downing, another veteran presence back there as well. So I think they have a nice big three of uh, – in that backfield to really give some juice uh, to that Purdue running game this year. Again, we did not discuss these beforehand, Tom, but I have the <laughs> running backs uh, number two as well. I mean, it, look, you, you know, Mockaby is going to be uh, one of your stars on offense, if not really your your skill position star on offense. I think he's got a chance to be uh, really good, uh, you know, perhaps – uh, better, probably better statistically than he was last year. I mean, heck, last year he didn't become the starter until what game, game five, game six, somewhere around there. Yet was really a, a great player for Purdue. I like that room. I like him. I've got them at number two. Uh, yeah. Who's number three? Sticking with offense, quarterback, just based on Hudson Card alone. And maybe this is a little bit of a reach here for me, Kyle. But boy, this spring. Every word was was uh, was high praise for Hudson Card on his ability to throw the football, his ability to run, his leadership ability. Sounds like he could be a real steal for Purdue. So, again, uh, Card really leads that room. And then after that, I know things drop off. You have the redshirt freshman backup and, 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 and Bennett Meredith, Arizona State. And then you got a true freshman and Ryan Brown behind him. But, again, just based on Hudson Card, Kyle, if they keep him healthy, he could be very special, and that, that room could be very good. Yeah, I mean, I I, uh, I, I see you there. I'm going to turn uh, myself toward defense, I think, and just sort of uh, go with uh, the Boilermakers at, at the defensive line. Now, I, 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 you know, this is a tough one um, because I feel like you just don't know exactly what Purdue is going to be from a schematic point of view there. Uh, but I feel like uh, Purdue still has, even though they've had some departures at the position, still has some guys who I think can uh, can make an impact uh, for the Boilermakers and be able to hold up on the defensive line. So I, I like that group. Uh, still some questions. It's not it's not great when you're on confidence pick number three and you still have some questions. But I think that you know when you look at Purdue defensively, uh, you feel like that's a group. Uh, that can can hold up for the Boilermakers. Let's jump to number four. Who you got uh, in there at number four? And that's where I've got the D-line coming in. Um, I like what they did at defensive end through the portal, Kyle. They brought in three SEC players, Malik Langham from Vanderbilt, Jeffrey Emba from Auburn, 
and then Isaiah Nichols from Arkansas. Three big bodies, three veteran bodies, and the kid from Auburn, Emma, could be really special, I think. And you still have some good veterans as well, um, including guys like J.P. Dieter, Suleiman Paka, among others. And then nose tackle, too. That, I, I think a nose tackle spot's going to be really salty. Cole Brevard, probably going to be your anchor there. Demarge yeah. Lewis. You know, Demarge Lewis is coming back from his injury. He's, he's a nice player. And you have the West Lafayette kid, Mo, Mo Amanade. So it's a nice three-man rotation and nose tackle. So that D-line could end up being very solid for Purdue. And, again, it, I think you may have had it just right at number three. But, again, I think that's the unit that looks like it's going to be the best on defense. I'll start with number four uh, and and go with the quarterback position. I, I think that you have to put QB in there uh, with Hudson Card, even though uh, there's some questions after Hudson Card with where what direction you would go. But man, with well, the way Card has been sort of um, hyped up by the coaching staff here in the preseason, the fact that mm-hmm. you know he has played some in the past at Texas, I I think that he's got a chance to be good. Now, uh, this is a confidence pick in the entire room. It gets a little bit uh, dicey after him, at least from an experience point of view. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but I have to put them in at number four. Who do you have at that spot? Well, for me, it's number five at this point. Uh, that's right. Yeah, I've got I've got the receiving core at number five. Now I know Charlie Jones is gone, but uh, there's still a lot of quality options there. There's nobody that really jumps out at you as being a a true alpha, a true stud. An ambient player, as Rick Venturi likes to call him, somebody who keeps the other team's coordinator up at night. But again, a lot of veterans, T.J. Sheffield, Deion Burks, you know, Mershon Rice, Abdur Rahman Yassin, uh, maybe Zion Steptoe makes a move. And then you have a couple of newcomers as well. Uh, they have the junior college transfer, um, Jaden Beal Dixon. And then you've got the the FAU kid, Jamal Idrine. So again, there, there's, there's some... There's some nice options there at wide receiver, a lot of nice veteran options. I think to make that receiving core uh, a, l- a little bit of a cut above, I think. All right, Tom, and I agree with you uh, at number five as well with wide receiver. I, you know, they're missing that A number one guy, at least as we sit here right now. But I like uh, I like Sheffield uh, as a prospect for that spot, um, you know, just as a player too. I think he's got an opportunity. Uh, Deion Burks is another a uh, guy who I, I, I think, you know, it just feels like he has a chance to break out as a player. Um, and I'm hoping that he does because I think he brings another element uh, to the Boilermakers in terms of speed, game-breaking ability. Uh, so I, I, I like him. And there are others there as well. You just got to sort of sort out where everybody goes. And if one guy can become the go-to guy for Hudson Card, all right, uh, what are we on now? Number six, six for you. Yep. Who you got? Yeah. yeah, just to recap, four of my first, four of my top five positions are offensive positions. Just to kind of give listeners an idea of where the strength of this team appears to be. Yeah. As far as number six goes, it's position strength and confidence wise, I've got linebacker. Um, basically, just 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 tethered on the outside linebacking unit in particular, Kyle. Could be a real strong position. Again, Nick Carraway, um, Corday Sidner, Scotty Humpich, Kydron Jenkins. Um, just some nice options. They're a good young player and will help. They like a lot. Uh, Roman Petrie. Uh, that, that OLB spot could be really special. Now, inside linebacker, Kyle, there's some questions. 
not a lot of depth. Um, OC Brothers would be a good anchor. Clyde Washington. Then after that, I mean, then you're looking at Yanni Karloftis, uh, Owen Davis, just 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 a lot of unproven players on, on the interior after you get by OC Brothers and Clyde Washington. But again, the outside linebackers on this defense could be very special, and I think that's why um, I, I I do kind of like this linebacking unit. Yeah, I, I've I, I have linebackers at six as well. I think. Uh, basically echoing exactly what you said. I think if you divided the positions up, right, outside linebacker, inside linebacker, you'd put uh, the outside backers at a higher confidence um, up this chart. Uh, but maybe an inside linebacker, you'd have some some serious questions about, uh, you know, who goes there, uh, the experience level, all of that. But as a whole, I'll put the linebackers at number six. Who do you have at number seven? Yeah, this is where things get a little dicey. I went with safeties. Um, the veterans, Sanusi Kane and Cam Allen. I understand Cam Allen's had his issues in the back end. We've all seen him. Some missed tackles, some blown coverages, but he's played a lot of football. And has to bring some some that that, that veterans calming presence and experience. But maybe maybe it all pays off for him this year as a fifth year senior. And Sanusi Kane's a nice leader back there. And they had the transfer from Arkansas, Anthony Brown. I think he has a chance to be salty as well. So really just based on on those spots. And I think Dylan Thieneman's a true freshman. I've heard a lot of good things about Well, Dylan Thieneman could end up maybe working his way into the rotation as well and can be a real special player. So I sort of like that safety spot at number seven. Again, remarkable. We put these things together, and so far we've had just one <laughs> one difference, and it was by one spot. I also have safeties at number seven. The guy I wanted to talk about was the guy that you you mentioned there last, and Dylan Thienem. And I think, you know, he's got a chance to play early in his career, and and maybe a chance, as you said, to get in the rotation. Maybe a chance to be even better than that. Sort of intrigued by him, uh, largely because uh, you know his brothers both exceeded mm -hmm. expectations. Dylan is a recruited player scholarship recruited player to Purdue maybe has a little bit uh, higher higher talent level and perhaps then a little bit uh, higher ceiling as well so I'm intrigued by him and whether he can become uh, you know an early impact player for the Boilermakers uh, let's see do we agree here number eight who do you have <laughs> I got cornerback um so many new faces I talked about the offensive line all the portal additions there cornerbacks impacted just as much, almost as much really from a portal addition standpoint, you know, uh, my goodness. Um, uh, the best of the bunch is, is, is the Penn state player, Marquise Wilson. I think he has a chance to start and they have the one veteran back Jamari Brown. And, and he's a guy I think is going to play a key role as well. But then they have the two players from Ole Miss, uh, Braxton Myers, uh, Markevious Brown, I think, are two guys that could help him as well. They have the junior college transfer as well, um, Botros Alessandro. So, again, a lot of new players at cornerback, Kyle, some talented players. But I guess I, want, I believe that when I see it, I want to see how these guys mesh and develop and see really how good they are. That's why I got them this low at this point. Yeah. We differentiate slightly here. I've got the offensive line at number eight. I, I just don't – you know, I'm, I, I'm not a believer yet in the depth there. I think that is a real – uh, concern, especially on, on the outside, on the edges. You know, I, I think you can go five or six deep there. Can you go seven, eight, nine deep? What happens if you have an injury? Uh, so I'll put offensive line at number eight. That leaves me a cornerback at number nine. Uh, 
Yeah, I mean, I'm just you're, you're throwing a lot of numbers there. <laughs> you're throwing bodies at the position. You need to sort that out and see if you mm-hmm. can get uh, three or four guys who can play well for you. That's my least confident position. And yours then is at? Yeah, the offensive line. Um, <clears throat> you know, I love uh, Marcus Bow, and I love uh, Mohamed Musa. And Gus Hartwig, too, Kyle. The problem with Gus Hartwig is that knee injury. I think uh, he's struggling to come back from it. He may not be ready till late September. Um, but he and they have at least two good anchors in, in Bo and Musa. Then after that, then you have just the sort of the raft of newcomers. Um, and the tackle spot in particular is a big worry. I think I think they're going to be okay on the interior. If Gus Hartwig isn't ready, I think you'll see the Bowling Green transfer Jalen Grant snap. And, uh, again, I, I really like uh, uh, the transfers they got from, uh, from, from UNLV, Preston Nichols. I think he has a chance maybe to start a guard with Bo. And then again, the tackle spots, Kyle. Moose will be one tackle. Who's going to be another tackle? Is it going to be Daniel Johnson, who arrived last year from Kent State but got hurt? Is it going to be that newcomer from Indiana Wesleyan, Ben Farrell? So again, just a, a lot of uh, a lot of a lot of parts to sort through it on the offensive line, especially a tackle. Yeah. All right, Tom. That was a good exercise. Uh, excellent. Maybe we'll do that again right before the start of the season. Uh, maybe not a surprise that we uh, agreed so much. On, on those confidence picks. Uh, we'll see what happens here over the next month. Thank you, Tom. Take care, buddy. Thank you. That'll do it for our podcast for this week. A thanks to our sponsors. As always, if you do like the podcast, please rate us five stars on your favorite podcast app. Leave us a comment as well. All right, that'll do it for our show. For Tom Deanhart, I'm Kyle Chargers. Thanks for listening. This is Golden Black Radio. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.